praise the lord please be seated please be seated in the presence of the lord who all can say that god had been so merciful to me personally who all can say yeah brother exalted that you got up today morning that was the mercy of god and every day the mercies are new for me it had been a pleasure a joy to be in the worship because you know there was a spirit you know the spirit was leading throughout because songs the worship and the word is everything is going together so let's submit before god before before we start father we submit before you father i submit myself before you we are not worthy i am not worthy father because of the wisdom knowledge and the holiness and the justice and the truth father you are carrying above all the love that you have poured on us we are your creation you have seen us where we we were enemies to you father we submit ourselves before we hear this word from you as let the word cleanse us let the word have a have a, 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 a an effect in us let it change let it let it go deep into our hearts let it not be a seed which fall which fell on the road side that the birds will come and eat it away let it not be a a, a seed that it is fall uh, fell on a fallen ground let it not be a seed that it is falling though you are sitting here your heart may be wavering about many things let the heart not be like that let it find its place let it touch everyone let father let it first touch me let it change me before it goes out oh lord father father we are not talking from our own self we are not giving a preach preaching how marketing should be done this is your holy word you spoke from your mouth father cover us with your grace let it have its own soil that it was made for father we thank you in jesus name we pray as i always say that i am not worthy i am not worthy to carry his word because from where i was and even now i daily if i don't submit myself i am i am a wretched person so Uh, it is only the grace of god that prevails and all of your prayers let me uh, ask you you know there is a saying like this uh, jesus is a friend of sinners is it right or wrong it is right in one way because every uh, every person is a sinner no one is ju- just is is a just before him so in that way it is right 
but actually when you look at look 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 at it jesus when we read uh, matthew 911 the pharisees called him the pharisees said that he was uh, the friend of asina when we read that part uh, in 11th verse why eat your master with publicans and sinners 13th verse b for uh, then that is actually by the uh, by the pharisees Pharise, pharisees then jesus says for i have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance sinners to repentance that is more important he was not there there are so many uh, sinners in the world he is not going along with this with, with them but once the sinner comes to him he repent upon his sins so he was a friend of sinners only when the repentance takes place so repentance is the key word there uh, how uh, see someone asks you how you can gain heaven what is your answer if a normal person asks it could be that you will say that as you are a christian you will say that you have to come to christ to go to heaven because he is the only way but a normal person thinks dif- 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 differently he has to start his life from his young age to the last day of his life in a kind of sinless stage because when you compare with the compare with the holiness of god god cannot cannot accommodate any sin that is for sure so it is important that for the normal person to say that it, you have to live like that and if you second uh, step you ask him are you living like that it is not possible for anyone to say that is po- uh, i am living like that or they might ask you back who can live like that who can live like that it is impossible for man it is possible for god so uh, this uh, second thing is that when god is holy when god is holy and just his standards are very high uh, god cannot dilute his holiness with the communion of man that means there should be a change when we go to god and when we communion with god we will we have to transform ourselves unless we have a transformation in us we are not going forward to god whatever we think that we are we were in the presence of god we were in the church no that doesn't make you holy the one that is making you holy is his presence so the communion with him so his holiness cannot be diluted because of our character and he is a just god 
he cannot be partial he cannot be partial to us he cannot be partial to another person he cannot be partial because he is a just he is a just god he is given light air everything everything uh to everyone this is common for everyone so when it comes to justice he cannot accommodate any unjust or in injustice with him that is why romans 3:6 says romans 3:6 says uh, uh, romans 3:6 says by no means if god is not just how he can judge the world so god is going to judge the world and if he is not he uh, uh if he is not just how can he judge the world so he has to be judged at his level at his epitome he cannot come one person below or he cannot uh, fall uh, below that level of holiness or justice he has to be at that level now uh now there is nothing that here it says romans 39 says we are jews in any better condition than the gen, gen, gentiles not not at all i have already shown that jews and gentiles are alike and are all under the power of sin here uh, paul says that all are under the power of sin there's no difference between jews and gentiles so because god is a holy god his anger and justice burns against sin as he is a just a just and a holy god his anger towards sin towards sin always burns he has to punish the sin for that reason jesus has come to this world so god has to punish punish the sin without punishing he cannot live because he is just he has to he has to punish the sin why because his justice his justice is at that epitome so he is an holy god romans 3:20 says therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight that means with the law you could not be whatever you do it cannot be justified even if you give your body to burn as a sacrifice that is that is not that act action is not being justified by god so it is not possible that by law no flesh could be justified uh 23rd verse says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god so god's justice has got two sides one is he cannot tolerate the injustice he has to punish the sin that is one side he has to punish the injustice so he cannot tolerate now uh, uh, Pro- proverbs 17:15 says 
he that justifieth the wicked and he that condemned the just even they both are abomination to the lord as per law who justifieth the wicked as per law as per law if you are uh, if you are not listening you will uh, leave something and then you will not be able to catch because uh, this could be a good blessing for you it was a big blessing for me if you don't listen if you are looking here and here and here and there you might lose i will not point out anyone's fault from here so it's up to you so uh, god uh, god justice as god has said that it has got two sides one is that he cannot tolerate injustice he has to punish the sin now here it says in law it says proverbs 17:15 says he that justifieth the wicked and he that condemned the just both are abomination unto god so how can god justify a wicked how can god justify a wicked they both are abomination to the lord the next thing is thing is the law the law has made everyone a sinner listen carefully the lord has made everyone a sinner now god has to satisfy the law the law is holy and just jesus very clearly said that i came not to take away the prophets and the law but i have to i i i have come i have come that i will fulfill the righteousness of law fulfill the righteousness of law so he came uh, jesus came to fulfill the righteousness of law so it is it is not possible that he that he has to fulfill the law so he cannot love the he he he, he cannot he cannot um, uh, he he cannot uh, uh, um, uh, it says it yeah it cannot the uh, uh, lord cannot say that the wicked is right but at the same time but at the same time god has to redeem the sinner this is the question before god now he has now uh, another thing is can a person redeem a person a person cannot redeem a person when we read psalms 49:6 says uh, 47 uh, 49:7 says none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give god a ransom for him no one can give a ransom so you 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 have seen that god cannot uh, 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 cannot love injustice cannot accept injustice uh, at the same time the law is holy and just that that has to be fulfilled god has to fulfill the law because the law says that the wicked who whoever supports the wicked is an abomination before god so these are the conditions left before god 
now did you do you understand what did i say yeah some of some of them again i will say god cannot god cannot redeem the wicked because of the law the law says that it is not possible it is not possible to support the wicked so in because of because of that god cannot he has to satisfy the law so and he is just so in that case he cannot support the wicked it is an abomination so the only then man cannot redeem a person so in this two situation comes the only way is that god has to provide a way there is no way to go forward it's all closed god has to provide a way out now there must be a satisfactory payment for sin in simple words if i punish man for his sin man will die and go to hell on the other hand if i don't punish man for his sin my justice will not be satisfied this is essence now for this we read in philippians chapter 2 from 6 who being in the form of god thought it not robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant which was made in the likeness of man and being found in the fashion of man he humbled himself became obedient unto death even the death of cross this was the solution of god jesus was the solution of god that is why we say jesus is a mystery of god jesus is a mystery of god why we say that jesus is a mystery of god is that this was the reason that god became in the human form and died in my place i was supposed to die i was supposed to die and when god wanted to save me at the same time he could not he his justice and his truth cannot accept the wicked but he wanted to save me from from sin so when it when it came to that extent god took human form and he had to provide a way there is no other way no one can give a give a way a man cannot redeem a person but god had to provide that way and the way was jesus christ that is the reason in the bible from the beginning when you read from the first genesis onwards till the end it is all about jesus and the redemption plan of god so the redemption man how he is how he is redempted it is shown from the beginning it is 
prophesied by the prophets. They did not know when and what, when it will happen. But they prophesied. That was not by them. It was by God who was speaking through, uh, through, through them to us. And we are all very lucky to be in this, in this time when God's grace has found us. As a sinner, if you, are a, you were a sinner and if you, are, if you were redeemed, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let us all shout hallelujah. hallelujah. What, a, what a loving God that he could not do anything of that sort. He had to come to this world and die, uh, come to this word, world in a human form and had to die in place of me and you. In place of me and you. You just look at your salvation. You were a sinner till the previous moment. Once you came to know Jesus, when you submitted your life, when you called God your Father, when you called your Father my Redeemer, my Shepherd, it changed your life. And that moment itself, you were changed. You know, your attitude towards sin was changed. You were looking at sin previously. It's okay. It's okay. If I, when I started smoking for the first time, I thought it is wrong. But second time, third time, then I became a chain smoker. I never thought about that. So it has become a habit. Sin became a habit. But when you are born again, when you touch something which is sinful, you cannot, you cannot do it because the Spirit of God sees through you how that sees that sin. It hates that sin. And you are also seeing that sin in this, with the same eyes. Now what happened? Change happened in you. Everything being the same, the change happened in you. This is the implication of cross. This is the implication of Jesus. Jesus, when Peter, Peter said, Jesus asked, what are the other people talking about me? Peter said, you are the son of the living God. Immediately Jesus said, this is none else other than my father who revealed, revealed unto you. Again he was sitting, uh, he gave a vision of Moses and, Isaac and uh, Elias who was sitting together. And talking to Jesus. And the sound confirmed. That this is my son. Give ear to him. It is, it, is, it is confirmed again and again. Jesus is the only way. Jesus said I am the truth. I am the way. And I am the life. So he is the only way. For each and every one of us. He came. He was God. And he came into this world. He submitted and he became obedient 
if he was not obedient we could have never had this life now how now what did god do in philippians 2:9 uh, 2:10 it says the name of jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that jesus is lord to the glory of the father every knee should bow before god before jesus he he made him he was exalted in ninth verse he was highly exalted and given him the name which is above every name not all name every name not even a single name goes above him that is what is called every name so he has given the authority now we are dealing with him with jesus now he has to uh, now god has to be in the place of the sinful man who is who is worthy of the death penalty now jesus died for me in that place now how did god pay it how did god pay it when isaiah chapter 53:10 says yet it pleased the lord to crush him to bruise him and he had put him to grief and when thou shall make his soul an offering for sin he shall see his seed he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the lord shall prosper in his hand see this was his plan he was pleased to bruise him crush him crush him to grief it needed to be a real price it had to be a real price before god and before man so when god was paying the price the price was to be a real price for god and for for man for this person for this reason he what we read is he was pleased to crush his messiah he was pleased to crush his messiah unless we come to christ we will not have an answer to the sin to the curse for curse sin and sickness he had to be crushed he had to be crushed because of the three things the one was the sin the second thing was the curse he took everything in his body to be in the place of a sinner he took himself 
he was slashed when we read uh, when we uh, when we read how precious was his sacrifice first of all he was the only begotten son he was the only begotten son of god he was equal to god he came so that much precious it was to god one the second thing is he was doing always the will of god always the preciousness comes from he was doing always the will of god how do we know that it is mentioned in jo- uh, in john 8:29 and and he that sent me is with me the father has not let me alone for i do always those things that please him always that please him so he was doing always his will so first was he was the only begotten son of god second was he was doing only his will third is we read that in second corinthians 5 21 says for he has made him to be the sin for us who knew no sin that is important who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in him the righteousness of god god the another thing that is the reason why his life was precious his death was precious was that he never knew sin he never knew sin and the fourth one two three four fourth one is that he died for a worthless person for a, that makes more importance for us for us because we are not worthy and he died we read in uh, romans chapter 5:10 we read there when we were enemies he were he we were reconciled to god by his death of his son so when we were enemies was there any friend at that time when you gave your life to god was there anyone sitting here who was seated here who was a friend of god when you gave your life for the first time we were all enemies by sinning ourselves so it was this four things one was he gave his only begotten son second was jesus was doing only his will and the third thing is he never knew sin and the fourth one is he did it for a worthless person like you and me what a glorious god how much he loves us are we able to see this love when we say god is love it is in just one sense are we seeing this that god is even now he is looking at each and every one of us whether we are turning to him the father when we see the prodigal son the father never went to the son where he was living but as the son turned his face to his father 
he was seen from afar his shape was totally different he was not going at the same dress as he left he was shabby he was smelling he was in a very bad shape his hair beard everything was gone but father understood from far and he came running to him and he hugged him this is the love of god it is is this only which we can proclaim it with our words but when you experience today when we were worshiping when the power of god comes into us we become nothing we become a light we 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 just sang i am a new creation no more in condemnation where in the grace of god i stand heart is overflowing my just keeps on flowing here in the grace of stand here in the grace of god i stand you know i become light the next sentence says it's a light you know you you become light in the presence of the lord because he carries you he dwells in you he dwells in you he wishes he wishes that he wants to make the royal throne not in heaven but in each and every one of us our hearts will be made as his royal throne his heaven uh so when we look from the side of god it was a precious sacrifice for god why because lord as god has give, given him all the iniquity of us in him that is that we read in uh, 536 isaiah 536 and then what made him he was always doing the will of god and he was the only begotten son who came he asked he did not do anything without asking god he did everything by his confirmation and when he was in his darkest moment in his darkest moment he is crying unto god he is crying unto his father and he is not getting the connection why because father turned his face against him why because of you and me because unless unless the sacrifice is so precious he wanted to make the most precious one he turned his face away when all the disciples when they died uh, peter said that i should be crucified uh, i should be crucified ups, upside down at that time the connection with god was there but when jesus was 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 crucified the connection with god was not there uh, i used to say this example that whenever you lose the internet now the internet is not there for a day you will have a holiday for a day and if the internet is not working for a week oman government will say the next week is a holiday so that is the situation presently and he we were we are always you know any moment you check the phone 
Any WhatsApp is there. Anything is there. It's all you are connecting with the internet. The same way Jesus was connected with his father. And suddenly, he, when, in, when the darkest moment came, he was not able to connect. The link is not there because he shifted his face and he wanted to have the precious sacrifice which we see in Leviticus that it was full. It was one year old. It was full. It was without blemish. It was without spot and wrinkle. So it was that kind of a uh, sacrifice which was needed. And then, and then, uh, then, so at that point of time, he cried out, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabakthani. That's the first time he actually called God, God, God. Always he used to say, Father. It's the first, first, first time that, uh, uh, that, I, uh, that we, we read that he calls God, God, God. Why did you leave me? So, it was made so precious. And it was precious for a repenting sinner also. Because, because, for us, for me, when I looked at, looked at God, I saw His image. His image was clear unto my heart. It was like, it was, it was like glory, which is entering my heart. And that glory, I didn't know what glory it is, but it was a delight. I was going from one to zero and below. When, how did I see that glory? Because Jesus reflected the Father's glory on his face. We read that in Second Corinthians chapter 5. I, I, I forgot the verse, but it is in Second Corinthians chapter 5. He reflects, I think, 18th, 18th, 18th verse. He reflected the glory of the Father on his face. On his face. So, he reflected his glory, uh, 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 glory of, of the Father on, on, on his face. When you see that Jesus with that glory, what happens to you? As Peter says, I am a sinner. Please go away from me. And the lady comes and falls on his feet, washes his legs with tears. With tears. This is what happens when we see that glory. When you see Jesus at, at the point of salvation, we see the glory of Father. The glory of Father. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Did you see this sister? No. Okay. Um, okay. So, it was so important. It was... Uh, so, it was so important. Um, so, it was so important that uh, God had to make that sacrifice so precious for us also. So the repenting, you know, when you read about Ab Abraham, 
Abraham, when, when God said, you take your son and go to Mount Moriah and give it on sacrifice. When he lifted the sword, the knife, to sacrifice his own son, God stopped him. And what did God say? God said, I will provide. That is what he provided in Cal Calvary. We need to have the faith of Abraham to gain our Lord Jesus. We need to have that kind of a faith that we should be ready with anything. I am ready to give anything to fetch Christ. That is what Paul says. Paul says, I consider everything a dung. Everything a dung. So that is what Paul says. So what happens is, when you see him, actually, when Pilate, Pilate wanted Jesus not to be crucified. Pilate did not want Jesus to be crucified. So Pilate, what, what did Pilate, Pilate thought? I will give him the maximum on his body. And leave him. And release him. But God wanted maximum to be done on his body and then crucified. Why crucified? Crucified for the curse. Because in, uh, uh, in Deuteronomy it says that whoever is, whoever is crucified on a tree, he is cursed. So as per law, Jesus had to be a curse so that he can carry all the curses. You know, I don't understand when people believe some preacher comes and says that there is curse in you and it is in your stomach. Unless you drink this water, the curse should come out. And people go and give their mouth to that water and drink the wrath of God and omits, omits absurdity. How come that you believers can do that when the curse is already taken by God? The curse is just because you fear that. It is in you. You fear the curse. Because of the lack of knowledge of God, the wisdom of God. When you have the wisdom of God, no curse can enter you. Because of the glory of God is in you. Glory of God is within you. It is not out of you. So, In the presence of the Lord, every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You are Lord, you are Lord. 
Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. Father, for your presence, Lord. Father, we pray, Father, your presence will, Father, further, Lord, take us to the next level that you understand your plan. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Please be seated. So, so, there, it was a full sacrifice. We see that in the body and on the cross, he suffered for us. So, from the God's point of view, from the from a sinner's point of view, we saw the importance, how precious was God. Was God. Please don't talk. This is not the time. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so, the, what, what we see, uh, what, what we see here is, we experience the love when where you experience the love and hate sin when you are a new creation. When you are a new creation, you experience love and you hate. Your old friends are not. Now your friends are changed. Your friend will be a new person. Your friendship will be a new person. You, we, we, read in, in, we read in one saint, Augustine. You know, he was having a very, uh, very free and a sexual life. And at that time he came to know Lord. And when he came to know Lord, one of the lady was calling and he said, I am not the same person. You might be calling Augustine, but I am not that Augustine. It's a new Augustine. The same thing happens to all of us. When we came, we left the old friendship. We never went back to that joint where we all had smoke. We all, we, we all were on the rocks. We never. We never had that. Then our rock was changed. Our rock was Jesus Christ. So, our old man is dead. This is what we see. This is what we see. The old man is dead. This is what we see in, uh, in uh, Romans chapter 7. When we read that first four verses, we think that it is the law and Christ. No. You read that again and again. Come to fifth verse, you understand that you die. You die. Once you were dead, once you were dead, you are married to a new person, which is Jesus Christ, who is dead. I understand. You, you, you just read that part. Many of the people are not quite, uh, they don't understand they think that Lord died. They, did, they think that Jesus died. Or what? not Jesus, Lord died. But it is not like that. You died. So, there we see that. We see our body on the cross. Because our old man, it says that it was crucified. 
crucified with Christ. Each and every one of our body was crucified with. So if you are able to see your body on the cross, then it is a true repentance that he died in place of you. When you look at Calvary, you see your old man lying there. You are no more, uh, no more the same person. So, uh, Colossians 1.22 says, In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable, reprovable in his sight, God came in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. You know, he came in the sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. This is what Jesus did. Jesus did. He came in the sinful flesh and condemned sin in the flesh. The beauty is that the law will not show what the flesh is doing. The flesh, the flesh is not revealed by law until Christ. The law was going along, uh, the flesh was going along with the law. Why did I say that? If someone says that you should not commit adult, adult, adultery. The adultery is the sin. Whereas you enjoying with someone, a girl with a boy and a boy with a girl, out of the marriage relationship is an adultery. So this adultery, un until you commit, it was not a sin. So, it talks about in the word, Paul talks about the motions of sin. In one place it is, uh, in, in Romans 7, 7 it says the motions of sin. In another place it talks about the temptation, the flesh and the temptations. That is in Galatians. So we see that these things are working in us and Jesus came to pinpoint this Pinpoint that was along with the law and to show that you uh, that, uh, show this flesh within, within the law and within us. So we read that it is called that that is what is called power of sin. Power of sin is the one is motions of sin. So he had to come in the likeness of the sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. That we read in Romans 8.3. In Romans 8.3, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. You have to understand, you, you look at that verse, what the law could not do, in that which was weak through flesh. So the law was weak through flesh. God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. 
Did you understand? Or you just saw that? Did you understand? Did you understand it clearly? Jesus was brought, Jesus came because of the, uh, because for the law which could not do, it was weak through the flesh. Jesus came in the likeness of the sinful flesh on account of sin and he condemned sin in the flesh. It's a beautiful translation that everyone will understand. understand. So, uh, that is in in uh, that is the one which we uh, see there. Then the next one is so fourth verse eight four Romans eight four that the righteousness of law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after flesh but after spirit. See the righteousness of the law when God gave the uh, the law first. God had an intention. That righteousness was not fulfilled. That is the reason Jesus said, I have come not to change the law or the prophets, but to fulfill the righteousness of law. Righteous, that is important. Righteousness of law is important, not fulfill law. Fulfill the righteousness of law. So here we, we read in the fourth, fourth, fourth verse, we read that the righteousness of law might be fulfilled in us who walk not uh, not after flesh but uh, so when you walk in the spirit what happens the righteousness of law is fulfilled in you when you are walking in the flesh the righteousness of law is not fulfilled you are under law so when you become when you walk in the righteousness of, in in spirit in spirit what happens you are walking in the righteousness of law. This is the difference between the Old Testament and the main, one of the main difference is this, that you are walking in spirit. In the 14th verse, for as many as led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See, once for many as led, for many as led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you understand, when you walk in the spirit. How do you know that you are walking in the spirit? Some, some people uh, in the church, they shout between each other and say, I am talking in, uh, on behalf of God. God doesn't need anyone to shout. God can work when you are silent. So that is what is required. So again, Again, so here we see when you accept Christ, you are legally right with God. You are legally right with God. That means, we uh, read there, in Paul reveals it beautifully, uh, Romans 3.21, But now the righteousness of God without law is manifested, being witnessed by law and prophets. Here, Paul talks about what? But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. It is talking about Jesus Christ. He says, now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by law and prophets. Why law and prophets? Law and prophets stand as a testimony for Jesus, Jesus Christ. 
and in the 22nd verse even the righteousness of god which is by the faith of jesus christ unto all upon all them that believe there is no difference so the righteousness of god when you believe jesus christ the righteousness of god is upon you all it says see it says even the righteousness of god which is by the faith of jesus christ unto all unto all that believe so when you believe the righteousness of god the spirit of god starts working in you so that is what we see and uh, then in uh, 23rd verse is a supportive verse to 24th so 24th is important being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in jesus christ so we were sinners 23 says we were sinners we have come short of glory of god and the 24th uh, verse says justified freely by his grace this is what in ephesians 2 it says that not by your works not by anything it says justified freely by his grace god had to provide god has provided it is god's provision for you and me that jesus christ should come and it is jesus christ is standing in the next verse we see that he is paid for all your sins there is nothing outstanding for you there is nothing outstanding with regard to the backlog of sins that you were under stress what i will do with oh with all the baggage and luggage now he says you don't have to carry it you are in the bus you don't need to carry it why should why why should you carry the luggage when you are in the bus you don't you don't you don't need to you have to keep it the same way jesus says that you need to you should not carry and i have paid for and god in and uh, uh, 25th verse says god has set forth to be a propit uh, a propitiation through faith in his blood here he says god has set jesus you see from the the day that jesus gave in calvary from that time onwards how many people how many mees how many people who came to the light of god and he is still he is there he is standing as a public propitiation you can see you can come back to him and you can be cleansed and you could be heaven led until now you were not heaven led now you can be heaven led because of christ and the sacrifice he is kept as a propitiation through the faith in his blood when only one thing you need to do lord i need you only one word is the humility in your heart that is what god needs you now in the next verse as the last verse romans chapter 326 it says to declare i say that this time his righteousness that he might be just and the just of justifier of him that believes in jesus christ this verse we never we never give even 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 
we don't if you see we are not we we might not have even high high highlighted this particular one it says that to declare god wanted to declare i say at this time his righteousness whose righteousness god's righteousness that god might be just he wanted to be just and at the same time a justifier of the wicked he says that he wants to be a just because he is just he cannot tolerate injustice he wants to be a just the next word says and a justifier what does it mean by justifier justifying a wicked so he wants to be in that scene after saying the whole thing he comes and says that he wants to be a just and a justifier this is the love of god he made a provision for you and for me by coming by taking his own he provided he came in his own self in his own body father lord praise hallelujah uh, he came in his body and he came down only for me and you to show forth his love this is love of god this is love of god no one no one can no one can say i love god because his love is always there he comes after you we'll all stand up and read one uh, uh, chapter which is revelation chapter 5 1 to 7 can we all stand up he is the only worthy one he is the only worthy one revelation chapter 1 first verse and we will all read we will all we will all read out and read of his book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals so the book is sealed with seven seals the next the next verse and i saw a strong angels proclaiming with a loud voice and who was worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof who was there to loose the seals thereof angels say and the third verse says and no man in heaven nor in earth un- neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look thereon fourth verse and i wept much this is john because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon fifth verse and one of the elders saith unto me weep not behold the son of the tribe of judah and the root of david hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof and i beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and the four beasts and the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain having seven horns seven eyes which are seven spirit of god sent forth unto the all the earth and the seventh verse says and he came and took the book of the right hand of him and sat upon the throne is your heart that throne is your heart that throne it's a question to each and every one of us you have to answer with god is your heart that throne is he come no one could 
open no one could change you your father no one could do that the lion of judah the lion of judah could do it he could break the fallen heart and he could he could he could do it he could do it only he can he can do it only he can do it just keep that song on a hill far away and an old rugged cross the emblem of spring and shame and i love that old cross where the dear rest and bed for a world of lost sinners was <coughs> so i tell is the old rugged cross till my trophies at last are laid down i will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown oh that old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear lamb of god left his glory above to bear his to dark calvary so i'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last i lay down i will cling to the old rugged cross Amen. Jesus Christ the mystery of God. It shows that God has standard. Are you meeting now with this standard? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 to 20. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 and 20 it says nevertheless the solid foundation of god stand having this seal the lord knows those who are his and let everyone whose names the name of christ depart from iniquities but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also vessel 
but also of wood and clay, and some for some for honor and some for dishonor. The point here is that God has standard. Where do you belong? Are you living a sinner's life? Do you allow the old man in you to die? Are you meeting up with this standard? Yes. Or do you think coming to the presence of God in the church make you meet up with the standard? Of course, coming to the house of God is part of the life that make you follow the path to the standard of God. But coming to the Christ himself is just the beginning. And as we receive the Lord, we should keep focusing on how to meet up with that standard that God is calling us for. So we have to be rooted in the standard of Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can open the seal that no one on the heaven and earth can open, but he is the only one. So, here we are. We need to take that decision to meet up with the standard. But how are we then to live knowing the truth of his word? The truth is, we are to live each day for the glory of God. And in doing so, we will live up to that standard. So begin to examine yourself daily. That am I living to the glory of God? And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. As we stand up, begin to talk to God. You know the, that area where you are not meeting up to that standard. You know that area where you are not firmly rooted in that Jesus Christ, who is the mystery of God Almighty. Begin to confess them to God. God, I need your touch. I need your touch in my life. I need to live and measure up to that your standard. I want to reign with you in the kingdom. Open your mouth and begin to tell God, Lord, I can only do this through your Holy Spirit. Grant me your Holy Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit continue to dwell in me. Let it direct my path. Let me show the way to follow. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. For this message that we have heard today, you have allowed us to know that we have to reach that standard. The standard that Jesus Christ has set. He has come as a human being to set that standard. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit continue to lead and guide us in the mighty name of Jesus. In our day-to-day activities, we shall continue to live and measure up to that standard in the mighty name of Jesus. So that at the end of the race, we can hear the voice, Come home, my good servant. And we shall not be rejected in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today's message. We glorify you. We honor your name. Because your word is a lamp to our feet. Father, we thank you because we continue to live in that part of life. Thank you, Father. We glorify you. May the thing that you have revealed and the thought that you have shared with us dwell in our hearts perfectly from today and for the end of our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Let our heart continue to dwell in your presence in the mighty name of Jesus. 
thank you, Almighty God. Father, your son that you have used today, we want you to reload him. More anointing in his life. Where he has brought out this message, Father, replace it in multiple fold in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will use every one of us for your glory, for your standard, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. Lord, as we go to our different homes, go ahead of us in Jesus' name. And when next we meet here for weekly activities and daily activities, Father, we pray that we shall always meet your standard in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.